Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition, where we look at the new normal as the world begins to recover from the global pandemic. I'm David Robinson, the online editor at The Banker, and my guest today is Claire Sim, the Managing Director of Financial Services Compliance and Regulation at UK Consultancy Kroll. Claire, welcome. Thank you. Today, we're looking at financial crime and cryptocurrencies and the role that technology is playing in addressing some of the new concerns in this area. The last 18 months uh, during the pandemic has, has, has created an increasingly digital world. The majority of data and sensitive information is now held digitally. At the same time, crypto assets have surged in popularity. Claire, in this increasingly digital world, how has financial crime developed and changed and what new risks are there? So there has definitely been a shift in the last 18 months as we see criminals taking advantage of this virtual world in which we're operating at the moment. Um, we're seeing um, more issues around um, kind of cyber crime and um, cyber attacks getting access to corporate data um, and theft of, kind of personal information, which we've certainly seen an increase of what we saw kind of 18 months, two years ago. Interesting. Um, so what other, um, what other changes, evolutions are there in this, in this, in this space? And um, then we'll come on to technology and how new technology is, is, is helping to address some of these issues. I think across across all the financial services sectors and in other sectors too, there's um, been a realization of the role and the importance that technology needs to play um, in tackling some of the financial crime issues that we're seeing. Um, a lot of the technology solutions that are out there at the moment are there to kind of make your AML and your counter-terrorist financing measures faster, cheaper, and ultimately with the goal of being more effective. Where we're seeing them really being used in the banking sector specifically is around the facilitation of data collection, processing and analysis to really help market participants identify and manage their money laundering and terrorist financing risks more effectively. We've seen how tools such as artificial intelligence and machine learning can really assist firms in providing quick and accurate analysis of huge volumes of data to really help understand and identify risks and allow firms to communicate and monitor suspicious activity, which is a key focus of the regulators at the moment. It can also really help in actually automating to some extent on a partial basis or in some cases on a full basis, um, the automation of those key AML processes that um, we see in organizations around customer risk assessments or even customer due diligence. Interesting. So this, uh, these new technologies are, are, are changing this space. Um, what, how, how are banks adapting? How might this play out in the next few years? Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think what we'd expect to see over the next few years is a real increase in the volume of um, technology that has been employed by these firms and also the sophistication um, and the actual capabilities of the technology, which is continuing to evolve. If we look at um, AR specifically and machine learning as a subset of that, that's where we're seeing in the banking sector kind of the greatest advantage um, through its ability to process, as I mentioned earlier, these vast volumes of data and really reducing the need for manual intervention and improving the ability of firms to actually filter out 
what are the real kind of complex issues and cases that require manual um, intervention or manual attention. It's got a key advantage in the fact that AI can detect anomalies and it can eliminate multiples of duplicate, duplicate information, which really improves the underlying data quality, which is an issue that many of um, banking institutions face. There's also natural language processing, which is another subset of AI, and this enables machines to understand, interpret and manipulate, uh, manipulate the human language. So the use of it can really improve the effectiveness of things around fuzzy matching, which we see in tools used for customer screening. And this, again, can reduce the number of what we call false positives, which take an awful lot of time on a manual basis for individuals to go through and um, to discount. In transaction monitoring is where we see the greatest use of uh, machine learning and the natural language processing, which really allows for investigations to be carried out at a much greater speed and really kind of focusing um, manual efforts on those really complicated, complex investigations where the risks have been identified and ultimately convert, um, increase your conversion rates of these alerts into actual suspicious activity reports that go to, um, that go to the regulators. There's other tools such as um, other um, technology components such as distributed ledgers technology um, and that can really help speed up CDD process for example as we see customers being able to authenticate themselves through their use of their smartphones for example. There's also tools such as application programming interfaces which allows different software applications to connect and communicate. Um, one of the best case studies for the use of all of this kind of mixture of technology um, and used in several countries is actually the use of digital ID. So the FATF has issued actually quite um, dedicated guidance on this subject and digital ID can actually improve customers access to financial services through mobile devices, smartphones, etc. Um, whilst ensuring the security and the accuracy of their customer information through biometric information, which is used to supplement um, the personal identity information that would be requested as part of standard onboarding. And there's also a huge opportunity to increase the diversity of data sources by collecting additional data from customers with their permission, which ultimately strengthens the knowledge and the ability of financial institutions to manage the business relationship and really understand what their customers are doing. And the use of digital ID in practice, um, we've seen through the EIDAS regu uh, regulations within the EU, the EKYC system that's been rolled out in India, and even the National Digital Identity Service, MyInfo, which was launched in 2007 in Singapore. Um, I think a good point to, to draw out here is that whilst there are significant um, advantages to the new technology, you know, as I've, I've mentioned earlier, it doesn't remove the need for human intervention and oversight, which means, remains absolutely critical. Human involvement in the ongoing identification and assessment of risks presented by this new technology is crucial to ensure its ongoing success of any technically, um, technological solution applied and ensuring that where issues are identified, that any residual risks have been identified and to the extent possible mitigated. Ultimately, it's the combination of both capabilities offered by technology solutions combined with the knowledge and analytical skills of individuals that really will create the robust control environment that enables the banking community to respond to AML and um, counter-terrorist financing risks um, as they're identified. Well, Claire, thank, thank you very much. The risks presented by financial crime and some of the developments in technology to address it are issues we will always keep a close eye on at The Banker. Uh, do keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcast on iTunes, Spotify and Acast and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast.